You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your noon news for Wednesday, December 8th, 2023. Three teens face charges following a brief police pursuit in Carroll Monday night. According to the Carroll Police Department, officers attempted a traffic stop on a 2019 Nissan Pathfinder at approximately 8.26 p.m. near the intersection of 18th and Main Streets. Authorities say the vehicle fled north on Main and attempted a turn west onto Randall Road. While making that turn, the vehicle collided with a tree, but the pursuit continued west on Randall before ending near the intersection with Todd Terrace. Three juvenile occupants were detained for eluding, possession of alcohol, and possession of a controlled substance. Charges are pending and will be forwarded to the juvenile court system for processing if required. Republican Cindy Scatterico is the unofficial winner in Tuesday's special election to fill the District 5 vacancy on the Carroll County Board of Supervisors. Numbers from the Carroll County Auditor's Office show Scatterico winning 60.3% of the vote over Democrat Tim Tracy, 601 to 396. This race was Scatterico's first attempt at elected office, and she says there were plenty of nerves when polls closed at 8 p.m. Scatterico says there was a rush of relief after the results were released about a half hour later. Well, I'm so thrilled with our win, 60 to 40. I'm looking forward to working with the county's business, and I want to thank all of my supporters for their help making phone calls, financial donations, and all the legwork. I just want to thank everyone in Carroll County for coming out to support me. I want to thank all of my friends and everyone that made phone calls, sent letters, and was boots on the ground help for me. I look forward to working for the people of Carroll County, and I'm excited for the future. Tuesday's special election was somewhat unusual, as Scatterico will have only a short time before being sworn into office. The Carroll County Board of Supervisors is scheduled to canvas the results next week, and with the process complete, Scatterico will finish the term previously held by Rich Ruggles, who retired at the end of last year. Scatterico is not deterred by the short time frame and says she's ready to get to work. My background has prepared me well for that. I do look forward to working with my new teammates and understanding the process of how county government works, and I have no doubt that I will be an asset to the team. Scatterico is relatively new to the Carroll area, relocating her family from Virginia about a year ago for her husband's work. Her professional background is in food processing, including as a safety manager and plant superintendent. She says her first goal is to learn everything she can as quickly as possible about how Carroll County operates. Scatterico says her primary concern as a supervisor is fiscal responsibility. I just want to make sure that I do my due diligence to ensure that the Carroll County taxpayers' money is spent appropriately. Tracy also offered his thanks to his supporters in Tuesday's special election. He says they ran a solid campaign and ran it right. A copy of the unofficial results from the February 7, 2023 special election is included with this story on our website. The Community Foundation of Carroll County has announced the 2023 grant recipients of more than $197,000 in funding for local community projects, organizations, and nonprofits benefiting Carroll County residents. Just over $138,000 of that figure comes from the Community Foundation of Carroll County directly, with $20,000 for the City of Templeton for use on the community's ballpark concession stand, $12,000 for the Carroll Area Child Care Center for outdoor play structures, and $5,000 to the Arcadia Firefighters Association for the purchase of new bunker gear, to name a few of the recipients. 
Another $54,000 was awarded through the Grow Green County Gaming Corporation grant, with $25,000 to the Carroll Athletic Association for improvements to Merchants Park, $9,000 to the City of Glidden for new ballpark bleachers, and $20,000 to the City of Manning for playground equipment. Each year, Greene County and neighboring counties receive a portion of the proceeds generated by Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. This includes Boone, Calhoun, Carroll, Dallas, Guthrie, and Webster counties. Since its creation in 2006, the Community Foundation of Carroll County has awarded over $1.8 million to local projects and initiatives. A full recipient list is included with this story on our website. And we do need to step away for a brief moment. We'll be right back. More news is on the way after this here on KCIM. This Valentine's Day, we want you to show us the love. Submit a photo of you and your Valentine at carolbroadcasting.com for your chance to win a prize package, including a $100 gift card for dinner at the Clubhouse Restaurant and flowers from Hy-Vee. Show off your sweetie, your kids, your pet, whoever your Valentine is. Show us today and show your love to win with KKRL, Kick 1067, and KCIM. Spring's exteriors remind you that a harsh winter can spell the end for your gutters, leaving your roof in danger of water and ice damage and making your foundation susceptible to water issues. You need a gutter that looks fantastic and keeps your home's maintenance. And prevent your gutters from becoming a catch-all by adding gutter guards. They are quick and easy to install and will ensure clean working gutters year-round. Contact our experts for your free estimate. Brings Exteriors, the area's most trusted exterior company. Just call Call 712-ROOF-PRO today. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Des Moines Area Community College's Carroll Campus has announced a new partnership with TechWise to bring a unique opportunity to local students. According to DMAC Carroll Campus Provost Joel Lundstrom, the program was created to prepare students for a future career in computer languages. The idea is that you train students for 18 months in the TechWise program. They get about 10 hours a week of training and during that time they learn some coding, they learn some experiences working in teams, they learn some resume writing and some skills, they get teamed up with mentors from Google, they really give them some quality training. As you said, it is an 18-month virtual training program with only 120 students selected nationally. However, an estimated 10 to 15 students will be selected from DMAC. Lundstrom adds that most students in that program are already in a tech-related field. Students who are selected will receive a total of $5,000 to help with expenses, as well as a fully funded scholarship so they can focus completely on their learning goals. A lot of these students are doing one of the computer science programs with us or network security. And as part of that, many of those programs are eligible for the last dollar scholarship. So a lot of the students either don't have any tuition as part of the program already, and this is additional training that they get as a benefit. So my hope is that people that graduate from DMAC are doing training like this at no cost to them, can actually really graduate with no student loan debt and uh, no additional cost. Individuals interested in building a great tech career are encouraged to apply. This year's application period has been extended to Friday, February 10th. Lundstrom encourages students who are interested to reach out. They can reach out to me directly at DMAC, uh, 712-792-1755. Right now, it's currently for existing DMAC students as we're gearing up for cohort two. And then we have a website that I could also share with them uh, as well. 
Lundstrom adds there is a screening period during the application process, and the goal is to place all accepted applicants with a Google internship or another Fortune 500 company they work with at the end of the program. Again, those interested in applying are encouraged to contact DMAC Provost Joel Lundstrom, and you can find those contact points included with this story on our website. The Iowa Department of Natural Resources has released the schedule for planned public meetings to discuss the recently completed hunting and trapping seasons and to review proposed rule changes for 2023. Of the 18 sites, two fall near the Carroll Broadcasting listening area. DNR staff will be in Lakeview on Tuesday, February 21st at 6.30 p.m. at the Speaker Park Shelter House. Another meeting is scheduled in Perry that same day at 7 p.m. at the Forest Park Museum Building. DNR Wildlife Bureau Chief Todd Bishop says we want people to come out to these meetings, listen to the season reviews, ask questions, and hear directly from our staff. Part of the meeting will be devoted to discussing potential rule changes and collecting feedback as we work through the rules process. Comments collected from these meetings will be considered prior to the DNR submitting their proposed hunting regulation changes to the Natural Resources Commission later this year. The full schedule of planned meetings is included with this story on our website. And that is going to wrap up your KCIM Noon News for Tuesday, February 8th, 2023. For these stories and many more, check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Carroll Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.